Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, good morning, internets. Welcome back to another week. My name is Jeff Deverter, and I am the chief technology evangelist over, over here at Rackspace. Of course, you know that. I tell you that like five times a week, but I'm glad to be here again with you. But who's here today? I'd love for you to introduce yourselves in those comments. So let me know who you are, where you are. Guys, we ha- are going to have a fun conversation with Miss Casey Schilling here today, and uh, she is the chief marketing officer here at Rackspace. But before we get into all of that, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, one easy way to do that, that's through email. You can send an email over to solve at rackspace.com. And uh, that will hit the whole production team over here. And we would love to get a chance to uh, uh, engage with you. If you've got an idea, you've got some constructive criticism, something nice to say, maybe something not nice to say, you can send it anyway. All right. Uh, Hey, Eric is here from San Antonio. Eric, I'm in San Antonio today. So it is good to be in the same city with you. And uh, India is here. We've got uh, Dinesh. Thank you for being here. Sherry, aspiring racker from San Antonio. I'd love for you to be a racker. So if uh, hopefully you're in the process, if you're not, go over to rackspace.jobs and you can peruse everything that's available over there. Everyone, if you are uh, interested in following more about, hey, someone's here from Poland. This is the first time someone's been here from Poland. So, uh, Jelanta, I am so glad that you are here. Thank you. We're going to put a new pin on the map. Uh, Guys, if you are wanting to learn more about anything that we talk about today, whether it's uh, information about Casey, whether it's any of the news articles, or whether it uh, um, uh, some of the updates that are going on, you can find that over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 109. And as always, guess what you're not going to get there? A sales pop-up. You're just there to get some great information and it's available for free. Hey, we've got some friends from Mexico, Houston, Louisville, Kentucky. So glad you're here. I hope I pronounced it correctly. You guys are particular about that. And speaking of new things that are going on, uh, if you wanted to go down to slash 109, that's, of course, this is episode 109. And uh, we have a new podcast this week that is out. It's only available if if you are subscribed to the podcast. Uh, and you're not going to find it here on the live. But if you go over uh, and subscribe anywhere where you can find Cloud Talk, where you can learn about Rackspace's new CTO, Srini uh, Kaushik. Now, Srini was on the Rackspace Live episode last Wednesday. That's available on the podcast. You've got to subscribe. So I'd love for you to go check that out. But it is a really compelling conversation. And I think you would enjoy it a whole lot. Reminder, everybody, Shields Up. That is what the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency says here in the U.S. If you want to learn more about that, we'll just head over to CISA.gov slash Shields hyphen up. And you can learn more about that. And I think that you should. Hey, Clark Kent's here. You are a regular. I'm going to make you a T-shirt as if I had t-shirts to give you. But uh, hey, let's get into our episode here with Casey. I'm excited to bring her up on stage, introduce you to her. I get to work with her and her team. Guys, you know, you see me here, but Daniel's behind the scenes. We've got Julie, we've got Megan. There are countless others. Brooke, when she gets back from maternity leave. 
all of them uh, working inside of Casey's amazing organization. Casey is just one of the amazing women, though, that we do have working here at Rackspace, and all of March has been dedicated to women in technology. And uh, and as we head into April, we will return to our Women in Tech Tuesday. So there, there'll be an extra one coming next next week. But uh, and towards the end of this episode, I'll tell you who's coming up on Thursday. But with that, let's enough of just hearing from me. Let's get Casey up here. I would love to you guys to get to meet meet Casey Schilling. So Casey, welcome to Cloud Talk Live. Thank you. Good morning, Jeff, and hi everybody around the world. Yeah, we've got we've got folks everywhere. You've seen it from uh, from India, Bangalore, India, all around India, hey, in Poland. I'm so excited. We have somebody from Poland here today. That's a first. We had some folks down in Central America for our first time last week. So it's uh, it's a fun global audience here. Love it. Love, love, love it. Well, Casey, um, I'm going to start this interview uh, kind of in reverse from how I've done some of the other ones. And so what I want to know is, you know, when we think about, um, you know, 12-year-old Casey, was was being involved in marketing and brand and all, and, and maybe even working in tech, you know, on your radar or, you know, what were you thinking a career was going to be as a, as a young teen? Oh gosh, 12 year old Casey had really big Coke bottle glasses and braces and, um, but very full of um, uh, want to work. So I, I started working at 14 um, at a Stuckey's roadside um, nice. stop, if you will, if you, people remember those, but um, you know, I, I didn't have aspirations necessarily to be a marketer, but I was very much into um, band and I was into theater. And so presenting and being, I guess, on stage somewhat was something that really got me going. I love to write, um, but I love to work, just working. And I think, you know, I grew up in a small town in Texas called West. So it's in central Texas, not West Texas. That makes perfect sense. But Czechoslovakian community in Texas. Um, and, you know, one of my first jobs was actually at a bakery there making kolaches. And so I just always loved to be with people working. And it, you know, as I look back, it always had sort of a customer, um, a customer hospitality yeah. engagement, you know, um, aspect to it. So marketing really didn't come to my head when I was 12, but I think I was doing a lot of marketing um, as a child. You were doing those things already. All right. So you spent time in, of course, growing up in West Texas. You mentioned the Czechoslovakian community. You mentioned working in uh, in a kolache store. And if you're from Texas, you know, there is a debate about kolaches. You know, is it a, is it a, is it a, a fruit-based pastry or is, do, is it a sausage in the middle? Where, where do you fall in, in a true kolache? Well, I, I'm not Czech, but I grew up there and I have a lot of Czech friends. I think, you know, we, I think we call them all kolaches, but mm-hmm. the sausage ones are the ones, right, that um, I think uh, people really associate with. But if, you, if you're in Texas, get down to West. It's a, it's a great little, great little town, great Great food and kolaches for sure. And great people in that part of the world too. So obviously you came up out of there. And as we were visiting before, it turns out our paths sort of crossed a little bit indirectly in that area. I spent some time in Waco at good old McLennan Community College. This is in the previous career where actually, guys, I was all involved in the music industry, uh, ultimately uh, studying audio production to eventually own and run a recording studio in in Houston, Texas. I saw some some folks here from 
from Houston. Uh, but you ran around that part of the world as well as you 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 went into your your college. Uh, I did. I did. Before I went down to San Marcos to um, Southwest Texas State, which is now Texas State University, I did some classes at MCC mm-hmm. where you were hanging out right before I went went off. And then I went down to, to San Marcos and I was a broadcast journalism major, minored in creative writing. And so a lot of that type of uh, equipment and all of the things that you were working on, we were probably working on at the same time. Isn't that interesting? So eventually, you, you, of course, you finish your, your schooling and you head off to uh, begin the career. And you've had some really interesting career stops along the way and, and some lengthy ones, too. Like we think about the time you spent uh, at the container store. Maybe tell a little bit about that journey. Sure. I did start my my career as a television reporter and anchor in small market TV, which was a mm-hmm. dream at the time. That's, you know, I wanted to um, be able to tell stories. And um, so I did that for a couple of years. And then I worked for a couple of agencies in Dallas after that, all on consumer brands. Um, and then one of the clients at one of those agencies was the container store. And they were looking to bring some of their marketing and public relations in-house. Um, the short story is I then went over and helped them start doing that with a great team. And it was really a joyful, almost 20 year um, career there, helping build a brand. Um, For those of you that don't know the container store, they're based in Dallas, um, nation's leading retailer of storage and organization products, really providing solutions to help you save time um, and get organized. And so, I, I think you know my my joy filled career there with a lot of great people. We helped build a brand that I think mm. makes people smile, that evokes emotion. And as a marketer, that's what really fuels my soul. No matter what industry you're in, you know, making those customer connections so that um, you know they come back and become you know loyal fans for life. Right. So so building brand is you know you can look at it in two different ways. Of course, there's the public persona of what that brand is. There's the internal persona of what that brand is, but then there's the extension, uh, I think, of brand, and that is in the organization, the culture of the organization. I know that's something that you're pretty passionate about in helping to build an influence in any organization that you're in. Yeah, I mean, I think- Tell us about that a little. Yeah, I think we, we've all said it in one way or the other, but I really do believe you grow a brand from the inside out and it starts with, you know, your people. And so it's always been very, and I grew up, like I said, 20 years at the container store is a great culture rooted in foundation principles, um, you know, hiring great people, training them really, really well. Um, and then obviously, you know, serving the customer so that the heart races when, you know, you shop in the store. But that starts with people, right? And it starts with um, walking the talk and making sure that you're communicating breathlessly. Everybody knows what uh, page we're on in the songbook. And, you know, when things get tough, you also lead through your core values that way. And um, so I think when you've got a bunch of, you know, wonderful internal cheerleaders um, that really understand the vision of the company and what you're trying to do, you know, your brand really flourishes from there because the word of mouth um, is just incredible. That's really interesting. And so, so what are some of the lessons that you learned? Like, so what are some of the things that, re- that as you, you help to grow that at Container Store that worked well? And then, you know, of course, I'm going to ask the inverse of that, you know, what things didn't land well or strategies well, for doing that? Yeah, I think just in general, I mentioned communication. I think that really solves everything. Um, and, you know, the, the great kind of communication, you know, where you're, you're celebrating, but also the communication when, you know, times get tough. 
um, you know, whether that's a, um, you know, a, a business decision that the company's making or something that is macro, um, you know, outside the world that is impacting the business. But communicating is is my number one thing and ensuring that everybody really understands what's going on. They feel safe and secure that that folks aren't feeling worried or uneasy. So communication, I think, works really well. Um, and then as a leader, I, you know, I really always try to lead with compassion and clarity. Um, Obviously, when you, you don't have a clarity in what we're trying to do, everybody's, you know, kind of floundering. So I try to provide clarity and then compassion and vulnerability um, to provide a safe place for our teams to um, to speak up, speak often, um, to ask for help, all of those things. And so that type of leadership, I think, is, is what works well when you have a great communication, clarity and, uh, again, vulnerability and transparency. Right. And, and what doesn't work is the opposite of that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, you know, brand building and you almost have to say in some cases brand rebuilding. It's interesting that you, you know, you mentioned the first job at, at Stuckey's. I am enjoying watching um, from afar in LinkedIn following the the uh, um, the CEO of Stuckey's. Her name is Stephanie Stuckey. Yeah, I follow and, her too. Yeah. And, you know, she just is doing some really interesting things of reviving and bringing that brand and that whole whole thing back. And so it's really fun to watch. And she has some great posts out there as well. So if you're not already following her, go follow Stephanie Stuckey. It's very interesting. Well, um, so that's a good 20 year uh, time over at Container Store. And, you know, it, it just bang, burning in the back of my head of like, oh, man, it's all about organization. I'd love to see your kitchen. I'd love to see your closets. What's going on in there? You've got to have everything. But uh, my wife loves that. So. Yeah, I think if people from the container store were on, they they would say the same thing. We always used to say that organization's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what your style is, you, you know, as long as you have one, there are pilers and there's filers. And um, yes, I have really beautiful closets, but I'm also a piler when it comes to my office. And I'm a little bit of a mix. Um, there's but a, yeah, it's a line from a TV show that I quote to this day, and it's a pile for everything and everything in its pile. There you go. <laughs> It was from MASH, actually. Uh, all right. So Container Store wasn't everything. Um, take us down. Maybe let's just jump over to Zoe's Kitchen. Um, you know, sure. it, first of all, from retail to restaurants, that's a shift. It is a shift. And, and I wasn't planning to leave the Container Store. Glorious career there. Lots of great people um, that are like family today still to me. But I'm a foodie. I'm a little obsessed with uh, cooking and chefs and, you know, um, all of those things. And Zoe's had an open position for their CMO. They were publicly traded at the time. I was a fan. I could take my family there. It was freshly prepped Mediterranean food. Delicious. Um, so delicious. Really good stuff. And they were also rooted in core values. They had codified their uh, core values with the Purpose Institute out of Austin mm -hmm. um, shortly before I got there. And they were looking for a leader that could help um, you know, lead through a digital transformation um, that had been on a management team of a publicly traded company, et cetera. And, you know, I didn't have a resume, even a friend of mine kind of urged me just to go go talk to the team. And so I did that and um, then went over to lead marketing and we did all of those things. And I always kind of chuckle now that I'm I'm at a technology company that helps with digital transformation. Um, I've always been on the other side of that. But that's what I did at Zoe's. We did a brand new website, mobile app. Um, brought the data in-house so we could get to it and make better data-driven decisions, right, as marketers. Um, 
and I got to work so closely with uh, the head of culinary, who I'm still dear friends oh, wow. with. That's fun. Um, you know, menu curation. We did some really great um, new menu and new food rollouts, and you know that that's a lot of fun when you're testing recipes and and all that. But you know, it was it was a opportunity to get the house in order a little bit for the company from a digital standpoint, and then also you know work to grow the brand. There were about almost 400 restaurants across the country at the time. And, um, you know, we're trying to grow that footprint. I always say that that's part of my marketing playbook is to try and create partnerships or opportunities where you can make a brand bigger than its footprint. And um, we did a deal with American Airlines, um, a two-year deal to put Zoe's food for purchase and flight on all domestic flights. And we did that. Um, and it was huge. It was a uh, opportunity again to get the brand up in the air in places where there were restaurants and weren't. Um, it was just a lot of, you know, roll up your sleeves with the team and get it to the finish line. Obviously, American Airlines is a much bigger company than Zoe's at the time. And a lot of people said, Casey, you're not going to be able to do it. But I think, you know, again, with great people um, who are gritty and, um, you know, inspiring and, and motivated, uh, we got it to the finish line. And it was really a cool thing at one some awards. Um, and again, it just elevated the brand um, in places where um, it wasn't located in some cases. So it, it was it was a fun time at Zoe's for sure. I did that for, for several years. Loved it. You know, that's, uh, it reminds me of a phrase that we used to use around Rackspace, I think before you got here, and that was everybody would have their goals and then they'd have, we use them, we call the term stretch goal now. We used to call them BHAGs, big, big hairy, audacious goal. And, uh, and that sure sounds like that's what that was. It was, but it was joyful, right? That's when it yeah. finally came to fruition. And um, I, I love those types of goals. Um, again, surrounded by a great team to to get it done. Well, those are the kinds of things that you remember because it's impossible for any individual to do any of those things. And it does make, uh, it does rely on an entire team. You know, what what type of techniques or strategies or did you implement, or is it really just all back to communication well? to bring that team together, to codify them around that mission and then to execute against it? Yeah, I think, again, I think collaboration is another C word that Mm -hmm. um, I think is super important as leaders and, you know, ensuring that we're not working in silos. And so it was bringing all the right people together. Right. And um, really also just having that clear vision that I, that I mentioned. So, you know, when things may stray a little bit, you have to have that North star. And, you know, when we're doing the American Airlines thing at Zoe's, the food quality is something that's super important at Zoe's kitchen in terms of just the utmost, you know, the freshest product. There's some compromises you have to make a little bit when you're putting food in the air for a variety of reasons. Um, Things change when you get it a certain altitude, (laughs) but we did go through the supply chain process with American and our folks, and we were able to push that a little bit harder and um, get the kind of quality products that were you know, in line with our brand. And so so that collaboration was super important and speaking up and and not being afraid to obviously take ideas from places that you may not expect them to come from. I always try to say, you know, I think the best marketing ideas come from the accounting team or whomever. And I I try to lead and also encourage my teams not to be steppy toe, if you will, to, to encourage, you know, ideas coming from different places, especially the ones that are closest to the customer, that those are the ones that we really need to hear from, right? So true. Um, hey, uh, got got to pause for a second. We had first person who's come in from Kenya, let alone a refugee camp in Kenya. I'm glad they have internet. I hope you are well and safe. 
Hi, Kenya. That's awesome. That is pretty incredible. All right. So let's pull it forward. Now we're at Rackspace. Um, you know, we've gone from organization. We know, you know, we didn't mention, but there was a short stint at a, at a brand for a, a luxury menswear line. We went to restaurants and here we are in tech. Was tech intimidating for you coming in? You know, it. as we all know, as a marketer, you have to have technology partners, right? You can't do marketing um, without technology, digital, all of those things. But yes, I, a little intimidating. You included, Jeff. I mean, all of the wonderful people that I'm surrounded by at Rackspace are brilliant. We have so many wonderful technologists. And so I do have a, a keep it pretty close by. I would show it to you. Um, a book of acronyms, basically, uh, that I, I keep very close um, at hand. Um, but uh, it, it's been great. I mean, the Racker culture is amazing. Um, obviously, the principles of marketing, you know, spill right over. So my right. my career, my history, it works here, too. And I think, um, you know, for us, brand building is, is super important because we are a different company than we were 20 years ago. And so that's one of the big things that our teams are working on is to really tell the story of the Rackspace technology today, you know, a best in class, pure play cloud solutions company. Um, and so that was kind of a one, you know, first priority is to start trying to chip away at that. Obviously, um, we have a lot of great solutions that we're launching all the time. And so, you know, marketing that is uh, super collaborative and super important. And obviously, you know, getting more customers in the fold is a big yes. part of what we're doing as marketers. So intimidating in the fact that sometimes I didn't really understand some of the language you were speaking, uh, you and your your fellow <laughs> technologists, but um, a lot of great resources around the company and, and, and hugely um, helpful spirit in terms of, making folks feel, you know, assimilated and, and ingratiated into the company. Nice. Well, we're, we're getting close towards the end of our time. Uh, Casey, I love these, this advice you, and it, from your, your amazing career that you've been sharing all along the way, lots of great nuggets for us to, to carry on. But um, I've been ending each of these, these uh, interviews with a question. And that is, is, Really, it's just for you to give some advice to. I started with you with saying, hey, tell me about 12-year-old Casey. But now let's talk to today's 12-year-olds, 13s, 15s, uh, especially as it relates to careers that may seem intimidating, uh, especially as a non-technologist or somebody excited about tech because you know, we, we need them all here. Let's talk to some of those, those young women and some advice maybe that you have for them. Sure. I think, you know, aim high, be brave, um, speak up, go for the ask. Um, that's something I say all the time is, is make the ask, because if you don't ask, you don't get right. <laughs> and so if you're curious, I think being curious is super important. But if you're curious about a role or an industry, um, don't be afraid to speak up and find these experts or mentors. I don't care if they're 20, 30 years older than you. People want to help people. And I think, you know, reaching we have all these wonderful right platforms now where we can connect and interface with with folks. And so I think it's just being brave and, and aiming high and, and making the ask. Um, and, you know, I really do feel like you can put, you can do anything you put your mind to, um, but surround yourself with people that can help you do that thoughtfully. Um, I, I gave a talk recently about work-life balance, which I really don't believe there's such a thing. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> You're going to come back to talk about that. Right. But I, but one of the first tips I said in, in that work-life integration is find 
find your place, find your people. So, you know, find a place where you're passionate about the mission of the company and the work they're doing, the people um, that you'll be surrounded by. And that makes um, your career that much easier. Um, you, you feel like you're in a safe place. You can be vulnerable. You can make those asks. You can speak up, speak often, all those things. And so um, a lot in that answer to you, but uh, I just uh, would encourage people young in their career or the 12 year olds just to be brave. Speak up, speak often. I love that. Speak up, speak often, be brave, find your place, find your people. So many good nuggets here, Casey. I love it. Thank you so much for um, for being here, Casey. Uh, I know that it can be a little intimidating to jump on and talk to people from Kenya to Mexico, but, uh, but you can see through the chat that they've all um, really enjoyed uh, the, the conversation as much as I have. So wow. thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next meetings throughout the day. That's right. I'll see you later. Thank you all. All right, everyone. Um, what a, what a, so much to learn there. I'd hope you will um, maybe even replay some of these, um, play them for your kids. The, these conversations are just killer and um, the experiences of these folks. And uh, I really do want to echo what Casey said around um, you, you know, young folks have the opportunity to reach out and ask questions. I would tell you, I would respond to somebody pinged me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I'm 15 years old and I have a question for you about technology. Absolutely would have a response to that. Can't think of too many people who wouldn't. All right. As a reminder, you can get all of this information over at uh, rackspace.com slash solve slash this is episode 109. Everything that you have heard today, you will be able to get links to over there. All right. With that, let's jump into our, our last section. We're now finishing up with the cloud discussion and uh, and let's jump into our uh, this week in cloud section. So how is the cloud making the news? I will be peppy about this so I can make sure to get you to your next meetings. Now, BMC Software, very interesting, very, uh, you know, they've been around for a while. It's a mature company. They, uh, they have software there, Accelerate, BMC Software accelerates its uh, cloud journey, promoting its autonomous digital enterprise. What a phrase, autonomous digital enterprise. Guys, we don't have time to go through all of this, but they ultimately, as you can see by this design, have a systematic plan. We all are now a digital organization, and they're starting with that presupposition that every um, process, every bit of your organization either is or can or should be a digital process. If it's a digital process, then what they want you to do, and they've got software and stuff all around that, is that they think it all starts with a foundation uh, of, um, of around a couple of, of core pillars, automation and orchestration, AI ops and observability, by the way, one of our, our good, our partner uh, and sponsor is, uh, is app dynamics, amazing and observability. Check them out. AppDynamics.com. Uh, enterprise service management and uh, what they call the future-proof mainframe. There is a lot in this article. This article is written by somebody I've quoted a whole lot of times. He's a very smart dude. Um, so go check that out. It's over at, um, I forget where, which uh, it's on the screen. Nope, it isn't. Anyway, all right, so go check that out. Moving on uh, is an article by somebody else that I quote all the time, Mr. David Lithicum. He is uh, one of the, I'll call him the godfathers as it relates to uh, all things tech and uh, and um, and thought leadership. So go check that out. But this is an article on why governance is critical to cloud success. Now, if you're a technologist, if you're into that transformation mode, you know that governance is a phrase that will sometimes slow you down on your mission. Now, go read this article. Short, like blog length, like a, a minute and a half, two minutes uh, while you sip a, uh, a cup of coffee. So go check that out. Um, and it's going to talk about the core things uh, from a survey that they're really holding people back as it relates to cloud transformation. And yes, it all does have to do with governance. All right. 
So with that, let's move on to seeing what's new from our cloud providers this week. Uh, and it starts with AWS. AWS Lambda, Lambda now allows customers to configure up to 10 gigabytes of ephemeral storage for these Lambda functions. Ephemeral storage, meaning you've got uh, just some storage that exists while that function runs. You know, I tend to think about these functions as these small little bits, but they are allowing for a pretty significant amount of storage there. So that is amazing. Well done, AWS. Let's move over to Azure. Gen uh, and generally now available is Azure Data Explorer supports multiple data bases per data connection. This is amazing. So it allows you to triangulate and associate more and more data sets into a single bit of query and, uh, and digging in to understand more. Again, Data Explorer, helping you understand your data more. Go check that out. You can find it at rackspace.com slash solve slash 109. I'll have a link to these articles. Now, Cloud Bigtable supports Cloud EKM or Enterprise Key Management is now generally available. So if you are deep into... Uh, the Google uh, uh, ecosystem and you're using Enterprise Cloud Management, Bigtable is now in full support of Enterprise Key Management. So go check that out. Last on the list, somebody posted a lot earlier. I'm going to scroll. I'm not going to scroll back, but somebody wants to, uh, uh, goals of being a future racker. So um, I want to talk about our job of the day. And that job is, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, it is uh, just interviewing. Hope to hear back soon. James Sipes. Come on, James. Come join the team. Uh, we are looking for, hey, speaking of the, the Google Cloud platform, guys, we are an ecosystem. We are looking for Google Cloud architects over here. Now, we're looking for them globally. I will tell you this one right here. We're looking for somebody in Egypt. Like that we're hiring people in the shadow of the Great Pyramids. So um, I actually don't know where in Egypt, but maybe it's in Cairo. Who knows? Uh, but we're looking for somebody who is deep experience. When we think architecture folks, we're thinking about people who have been there and done that a couple hundred times. So, uh, and with an expertise inside of Google, obviously their environment has existed for decades. None of them have. So as long as you've got good, deep technical architectural experience, as well as experience inside and maybe even some certifications inside of GCP, well, head on over to rackspace.com slash 107. No, 109. Woo, go to 107. You're getting a different job. But there's a link to this very job over there, and you can go apply it or to learn about other jobs that you may be interested in. And again, all of this is available. Uh, the audio for all of these are available on the Cloud Talk podcast uh, uh, stream. So just go to anywhere where you can find, you get your podcast and just search for Cloud Talk. That's how you're going to hear Srini's episode, our new CTO. A great episode, great advice for uh, for leading with technology. And I encourage you all to go check that out. Hey guys, uh, Thursday, I want to tell you about an amazing uh, woman who's going to come be a part of our program. Her name is Kat Dazan. Kat is an ex record. That's how I got to know her. But she is also the uh, co founder and chief operating uh, officer over at Active Capital, actively investing and helping to operate business uh, startups. So, it's going to be a super fun conversation. Kat is brilliant. She is engaging and just delightful. So you're going to learn a ton from her. Head on over there. Head on back over here on Thursday at uh, at 8.30 Central Time and check it out. Guys, tomorrow we have a killer episode of Rackspace Live, 12.30 Central Time. Did you know? Did you know that on Thursday it is World Backup Day? That's right. Sounds not very sexy, but it is actually one of the most important things you can do in this time of heightened cybersecurity challenges. So we've got some great guests, one from Rackspace, one from an ex-Rackspace company that 
uh, left the, uh, we actually spun out. And so we're bringing their CTO into that conversation. That's tomorrow at 1230 Central. Hope you'll be there. I'm trying to cut myself off here. It's like Daniel's pulling me out of the show. So everyone, I hope you have an amazing day. We've run a tad long. I was too having too much fun talking to Casey. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Guys, we have these conversations every Tuesday and Thursday. Come be a part of them. And then, uh, of course, there are Rackspace Lives on Wednesday at 1230, where we dig deeper into what's happening in tech. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you tomorrow at 1230 Central Time. Set a, set a reminder now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.